to yet another edition and another edition this week of ESPN's Formula One podcast. But if we have to hit you with a two for one, then you know it's for something big. We've got some breaking news, big breaking news times two in the last 24 hours. So I had to assemble my Avengers here. I've got Lawrence Edmondson joining me and a very special adventure, but still a, a friend of the show, Lenny Verm, covered the F1 reporter for Sports Build because we will be talking about Sebastian Vettel and finally in a good light I suppose but we definitely have to pay off first the news that got released yesterday and the fact that come next year we will not see Sergio Perez at Racing Point when it is rebranded as Aston Martin and that started to ask the question well who's gonna get that seat we've seen Seb flirting with the likes of Racing Point recently and then this morning we got the news Indeed, that it will be Sebastian Vettel that will suit up for Aston Martin come 2021. So, Lenny, let's just start with you because I do know that's your boy. And we were just talking off camera for a second and you were saying, finally, Germany has something to smile about because it really has been such a tough year. Probably the toughest year we've seen for the four-time Formula One champion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really good to have something. It's a bit of fresh air coming in for us in Germany so we don't have to report about exploding brake wires and crashes and uh, worse qualifyings and it, it's just a good feeling that finally things are going to get a bit more positive and however the season is going on with Seb for Ferrari we know know there's light at the end of the tunnel and he's going to have a lot of fun I think in this car and this team next year so I'm looking forward to it and uh, yeah for us in Germany it's really good news. Lawrence what about you how did you take the news? Um, it didn't really come as a surprise. We, we kind of knew this was uh, in the offing, but then there were some doubts starting to creep in because we were first talking about this, I think, in the second Austria race. You know, obviously we knew Sebastian's future with Ferrari was already sealed by then and it was a question of where he would go. Um, and Racing Point made perfect sense, but the longer it went on, knowing that Perez had a contract, Stroll had a contract, we were starting to question a little bit. But yeah, we, we, we kind of knew this was coming at the end. Uh, the timing is what made me smile was that the timing on the eve of Ferrari's 1,000th race uh, in Formula One, Sebastian Vettel chooses this time to announce it. I don't know the exact details. Uh, maybe Lenny knows more. Maybe it was because that's when they finally sorted out the Sergio Perez contract going forward. But the timing, uh, I don't think it's been lost on anyone. And um, it's nice in a way because I think we all felt that uh, even if Sebastian didn't deserve to keep his Ferrari seat going forward, given everything that's happened the last few years, um, it still felt a little bit harsh the way he was treated, the fact that he was never even offered a contract and Ferrari paraded him at the start of this year as their number one pick and yet, you know, it never came together. Uh, so, so I think we can all kind of uh, understand and uh, kind of um, feel happy about uh, Sebastian's announcement today. Lenny, what did you make of the timing of it, as Lawrence just said? Because I feel like it was a nice little power move. You would never admit that, but it's kind of, <laughs> it's that kind of humour that, that really fits for Sebastian so I wouldn't say it has all been signed for let's say two months and they waited really to put it out here I would say maybe it was it was all signed and done maybe last week and then they decided hmm, what could be a good way to announce it I wouldn't say that Sebastian would like keep it in his pocket for over a month just to hurt Ferrari at this weekend but I think the timing now suited him as well to to break out the news at, at this very weekend because uh Mainly, the, he felt yeah, treated not in a fair way by the team. And, and that's something to, a little bit of a payback. Yeah, maybe. Love that. I love it. It's like you're, you know, you're showing up to your ex's wedding with your new boo. 
and your new way, it's, flyer. It's, it's like that, yeah. <laughs> and the new girl's looking good, so. Exactly, and your girl's looking very good with like a yeah. whole new plastic <laughs> surgery facelift for next year. Love that. You go, Seb. Yeah. But, you know, before we get fully into um, talking more about Seb and probably what we can expect and, you know, what life could be like for him at Aston Martin come next year. You know, I like to spare a thought for people, Lawrence. So I kind of do want to spare a thought for Checo in this one, because like you said, we were starting to have doubts, given the fact that he still did have that contract with Racing Point. We know the quality he is. I mean, we know that his teammate wasn't definitely going anywhere anytime soon, no matter what. But still, um, do you think he'd be a little hard done by with this? Or what do you think um, happened there, I suppose? Yeah, I think... Um there's the other side to it, isn't it? Yeah, and I think Perez will feel hard done by there. Um, he's still performing on a good level. I'd say of the two racing point drivers, he's still the one that in normal circumstances you would keep at the team. But of course, Lance's position with his father as the main shareholder in that team um, makes maybe that decision quite quite straightforward for for uh, racing point, seems to be Aston Martin. So yeah, I, I, I really feel for Perez. Um, I really hope he lands a seat elsewhere. Uh, Alfa Romeo's been talked about quite a lot. Um, seems like a logical choice. Uh, Haas still has availability. So um, that, that would be good to see, see, see him get that. But I just feel like he's been at that team for so long. He was for a long time on one-year contracts and all of a sudden he had this three-year contract and everything was coming together. You know, the team had the funding it finally needed to get the most out of the resources and the people they have. And it was going to be rebranded under Aston Martin and Perez had uh, set in place uh, the legal motion that was needed for um, to get Vijay Malia essentially out of the team and bring Lawrence Stroll in. And so he'd done all this stuff for the team and he'd been there for so long, he'd been such a warrior. And then he gets uh, kind of pushed out for Sebastian. So uh, I, I do feel that um, that's quite unfortunate, but this is the problem you always have with an F1. There's lots of very good drivers and there's only 20 seats on, on the grid and uh, some seats are better than others. And yeah, Sebastian's cachet as a four-time world champion is hard to argue against. And that's, I guess, the reason that they've gone for him over Sergio. 100% hard to argue against. Um, Lenny, what do you think? How do you think Sergio Perez would be feeling about this one? Not good, apparently. I mean, there, there was the, the, the COVID infection he also had in Silverstone that was also very difficult to handle, I think. So they had to bring in Hülkenberg and he uh, went for P3 in qualifying uh, when, he, when he was in the car the second weekend. So that was harsh for him to accept that someone else was getting this, this nice spot that he could have had achieved in, in Silverstone. And yeah, now getting the boot, I mean, it's, it's hard because as, uh, as we just discussed, I mean, it's, it's, he didn't do anything wrong. We can say that. He didn't do any mistakes. So he wasn't slow. He was, he was always on the pace. But um, yeah, I think that the package that Sepp is bringing, if you want to sell a lot of road cars, maybe in Germany too, with Aston Martin, with the brand, it might help to have a German driver in the car. And uh, actually with all the British sense of humor that, that Seb's having and all that interest in, in the heritage of motor racing and the sport, he's a perfect fit for the Aston Martin brand. And if, if you see him doing commercials for Aston Martin, it's really a good fit that would yeah, make the, the brand more accepted and make, make it grow, of course. And then Lawrence, I suppose, just um, speaking about uh, Sergio Perez still and just wondering where he could go, because again, he is such a quality driver. And if you just, you only have to pull up Twitter to see a couple of names trending and probably wondering if these drivers, aka Roman Grosjean, as well as Kimi Raikkonen, given his age, should probably be sleeping with one eye open or maybe two eyes open and looking over their shoulder. Because why wouldn't either of these teams probably replace these two guys to, you know, with the likes of Sergio Perez? Which one do you think is likely? Um, 
from the very early kind of signs that we've heard, uh, Alfa Romeo seems seems quite likely. Of course, Sergio has a history with that team. It used to be Sauber. Uh, arguably the greatest result of um, Perez's career came at the Malaysian Grand Prix in 2012, where he very nearly won the race in a Sauber. Um, so I think uh, that would be uh, a natural fit, but I'm sure you know he's got time to think about it, time to um, kind of consider it if, if both teams are interested and weigh up his options. The sad thing is, is that both represent a step back down the grid. Uh, and, you know, we talk about Sebastian, you know, kind of being relatively old and kind of moving towards the end of his career. Well, the same is true of Perez. And he's never really been given that opportunity. You know, he, the big move was when he went to McLaren in 2013, and it happened to be the same year that McLaren's form started to tail off, and they're only just recovering now. So it was really unfortunate timing because he was considered to be one of the next big things, one of you know the, the top drivers who's linked to Ferrari for a long time as well, who's part of their driver academy, but it never came together. And now, just as the team that he's devoted so much of his time to, as I said earlier, comes together, uh, he's got to leave and, and, and find an option somewhere else. Just listen to Roger Giggs, loyalty's dead. But Lenny, what do you think? Um, Haas or Alfa Romero, where could be good for Checo to go? I'd go with Alfa Romero as well. Maybe with Mick Schumacher as a teammate next year, that would be fun. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I think if I had to choose between the two cars, then I would go for the Alfa Romeo. I mean, it hasn't been proven to be fast this season, but the Haas car is, I don't know, it's so difficult to handle for quite some years now and they don't get it sorted. And if the, the, the wrecks and the, the cars are almost going to stay the same for next year. And I would say that it's easier to be quick in the, in the Alfa Romeo than in the Haas maybe because the, the drivers are complaining about this car all along, all the time. And... Uh, I don't know. I think it could be the harder task to get the, the Haas competitive compared to the Alpha. So I would run with Alfa Romeo because he knows the, everyone back in the factory there. And yeah, maybe that would be my choice. All right. Well, I'm sure we will definitely be on Checo watch over the next couple of weeks or months or however long it does take before he's tied down to another team because he really is definitely a quality driver. But let's talk about definitely what we do know and that is Sebastian Vettel to Aston Martin come 2021, racing point right now. And Lawrence, you just said it best as it is. When you think Sebastian Vettel, it comes with that title of being four-time world champion. So is this just a wonderful match, do you think? Especially given the fact that I suppose a lot of people now, from what they've seen this year, are getting really, really excited about racing points and probably even more excited when they do get rebranded as Aston Martin next year. Yeah, I think for Sebastian, if you look to the offers on the table and uh, in fact if you even look at it compared to Ferrari's current form it's it's the best place to be um, you know I think he would have loved to have gone to Mercedes but that was never really on the table um, you know he may have considered a return to Red Bull but equally I don't think Red Bull were ever uh, going to offer him that so if you look at all the options he had uh, this was the best one and I think he's done remarkably well to get it uh, what I really hope we see now is a return to the Sebastian that we knew and loved from the early 2010s when he was winning titles at Red Bull, because we haven't seen that for a while. And there's lots of theories about this. One is that, you know, the car doesn't suit him at Ferrari. One is that this whole set of regulations where um, they removed uh, the kind of a lot of rear downforce, which he had when he was at Red Bull. That was one of the focuses of that Red Bull car, and he was so confident in it. So there's lots of theories around why he hasn't uh, performed so well, uh, certainly in the last few years at Ferrari. And it'll be interesting to see if just a change of scenery, change of team, fresh opportunity, uh, a really well-engineered car, uh, a very similar car with a lot of Mercedes DNA, uh, a very similar car to the, to the World Championship winning car. 
uh, allows him to go and achieve uh, one last time, which would be great to see because I, it would have been a real shame for him to finish his career on the recent low he's had at Ferrari. Yeah, because it's been a serious low. I mean, it's been really painful to watch Lenny this entire um, year, really, and truly, or this season that we've seen so far. I'm pretty sure for the German public, it's been even more painful. And I feel like there's there's a 50-50. There's those that are um, some that dare to say, but you'll find haters everywhere that say, look, he's 33. He's probably just past his best now because it's not just this season that we haven't seen the Sebastian Vettel of old. And you have others that are still like, look, he's 33. He's still about three years younger than, than Lewis Hamilton. Granted, Lewis is, you know, a freak of nature, if you want to call it that, in a good way. And it's they're, they're willing to blame Ferrari and how they've handled it and blame the car and saying that that's why we've not seen the Seb of old. So how do you see it? Well, I would say we can find out next year. It's going to be his biggest motivation not to end his career on this low uh, without fans in Abu Dhabi, without anyone cheering and then just go off of the sport that he loves. So I would feel... Uh, Next year, he's going to show us if, if it's him or if it was the car. I mean, we protected him all over the season, always claiming that this car is really bad and it's not his fault when he's finishing, I don't know, uh, 15th or something in Spa. Um, but next year, he's going to need to prove it because we've seen what this car is capable of. We, we've seen what Sergio Perez did with it. And it would not be good for him if he would finish in the midfield somewhere. He would be in close range to the podium. That's what he will need to achieve to show us that he can be fast with this car as well. But uh, yeah, for this season, I mean, there's a, a certain gap to Leclerc in every race. So Leclerc extracts a bit more from the car at every race, but it's not much. And uh, for next year, I think it will be necessary that he beats Stroll, of course. That's least target he, he needs to, to achieve but um, apart from that yeah I expect him to be way more competitive really because because he should show us that he's not too old to be to be fast and then Lawrence I mean like I said uh, we've been looking at Ferrari's woes this entire season and just saying that for Seb it just must be a nightmare on top of a nightmare knowing that you know the car is just not up to scratch at all and then the fact that you know that you probably feel like this team or you know that this team doesn't really have your back in it but now that He's settled into another contract. He knows he has a future, a future that, you know, at the moment looks very exciting given from what he's seeing Racing Point do so far this season. Do you think this will help his performances or mood any at all for, for the rest of this season? I think so. Certainly it takes some of the pressure off. I mean, he may have known that this was really a, an option for a while now. So perhaps he's had that uh, on his back. But to go to the relationship with Ferrari, um, I think it's with the top management where perhaps things have, fallen apart I think he still feels or certainly he says that he feels a great connection uh, with the brand but also with the mechanics and the engineers who are working so hard to try and turn the situation around so if he can give them the kind of send-off that you know he'd like to give then uh, yeah that would be fantastic so I think he is still absolutely motivated to do well at Ferrari and um, you know also every racing driver in the world wants to drive for Ferrari at one time they want it to be a glorious time okay that's not going to happen now in the remainder of this season given where Ferrari are but if he can get one last result maybe one last chance podium somewhere uh, that would be a real nice way for him to sign off with Ferrari and say thank you to all the people there that um, you know to be fair have been very close family for him over such a long period of time. Yeah, I, I agree here. That's what he always says after races when he's asked how he, how he stays motivated. Uh, even in Germany in the interviews, he says, I owe to the guys in the garage. I owe them. They set up the car. They work hard for me. They work hard in the factory. And he says, I owe them because, because I need to, to try my best every weekend because, because they work hard. And it's not their fault if the car doesn't perform maybe as, as fast as it did in previous years. And he, he just wants 
to show them, these guys that he always worked with, that he's not going to just yeah, step away and not finish the season or something. And that's he, he keeps saying and saying, I owe to the guys in the garage, the guys that work for me. We are a team. We work together. And so I agree there that he, that's, that's the main cause that he stays in the car and finishes the season. Well, definitely. It would be nice to at least see a Sebastian Vettel podium at some point. Uh, notice he's not popped up in any of our podium predictions so far, even though we've been trying to be as bold as possible. But hopefully, mentally speaking, this can change things. And it's good to know that, you know, Seb Vettel, because we keep saying he's a four-time world champion. It's painful to see how he's been treated, but it's okay because he's showing up at that wedding next year with a new boo and she's looking fly. So you go, Seb. As for Sergio Perez, we'll continue tracking that situation. He'll probably be um, definitely a wanted man, I'm assuming. But of course, contracts are always sticky, so we'll continue tracking that. Lenny, thank you so much for joining us. Lawrence, as always, my boy, thanks to all our listeners for tuning in for this extra podcast this week but of course with Sebastian Bethel going to Racing Point slash Aston Martin come 2021 you know we had to bring you another one bye for now